Hey everyone, welcome to our uh, midweek prophecy update. And listen, we have a really good one for you today, but let's think of this. Bible prophecy tells us about many dark trends in the days leading up to Christ's return, but one of the darkest and saddest happens in the church. Uh, Paul wrote in 1 Timothy that we learn in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, and he even continued in that passage and said that doctrines of demons would actually be taught. And thinking of that, I'm gonna show you a short video. Uh, this video is of Andy Stanley, and uh, let's see. Well, for some of you, it's gonna shock you. Some of you are gonna say it's no surprise, but check it out. I'll be back here in just a second. As excited about serving and engaging as the gay men and women I know, we would have a volunteer backlog. That's my experience in our churches. Well, I, I'm a gay person, I'll just read it to you. A gay person, when I say gay men and women, okay, a gay person who still wants to attend church after the way the church has treated the gay community, I'm telling you, they have more faith than I do. They have more faith than a lot of you. A gay person who knows, you know what? I might not be accepted here, but I'm gonna try it anyway. Have you ever done that as a straight person? Do you, where do you go that you're not sure you're gonna be accepted and you go over and over and over and over? Only your in-law's house. That's the only place you go where you know you're not completely accepted, but you go over and over and over and it's because you have to. But other than the in-laws, what environment do you continue to step foot in knowing at any moment you may feel ostracized? No place, I'm telling you, the gay men and women who grew up in church and the gay men and women who've come to faith in Christ as adults who want to participate in our church, oh my goodness. I know 1 Corinthians 6 and I know Leviticus and I know Romans 1. It's so interesting to talk about all that stuff, but just, oh my goodness, a gay man or woman who wants to worship their heavenly father who did not answer the cry of their heart when they were 12 and 13 and 14 and 15. God said no, and they still love God. We have some things to learn from a group of men and women who love Jesus that much and who wanna worship with us. And I know the verses, I know the clobber passages, right? That's unbelievable. When you see that, it's almost unbelievable except that the Bible said it would be this way in the last days. Listen, there's more to this. I'm gonna to get to that in just a second, but I wanna update you all on things that are happening. There's been some YouTube changes with their terms and conditions, and they have significantly affected us. So if you look at our YouTube channel now, you'll notice there's a whole lot of videos that are missing, and um, we're gonna keep up what we believe we can keep up. We're gonna to continue to a post everything that we think we can. We have more things we're gonna add. We're gonna be adding testimonies. I've told you about that. We've already started recording some of them. Uh, we're gonna be posting devotions that I'm gonna be doing. We'll be able to do that. We'll do whatever news that we possibly can. Our midweek updates, uh, the live streams with guests as much as possible. But everything is being affected right now and uh, censorship is not lessening. It seems to be developing a new methods that tire hands are even uh, more, uh, making things even more difficult on us. But with that, I wanna make sure that y'all stay connected. So on the website, uh, you can go and you can just click on stay connected 
and that'll give you the opportunity to be able to join our email correspondence where I will uh, send out regular emails. In fact, I have one coming out at the end of this week for everybody that is already in the Stay Connected uh, email base. So looking forward to that. I have a letter coming from uh, Todd Hampson and a video just for you guys too. And then also, uh, I would encourage you to download the app if you haven't done uh, done that yet. It is absolutely free. On it, not only do we have all of our videos, so the things that have been re removed from YouTube, uh, we have all of our videos, they're on the app. Uh, I have daily news that's updated. Also, we have the entire Bible that is there. It's a great way for me to be able to communicate with you. You can even chat on the app during our live stream. And the same thing with the website, hopeforourtimes.com. Uh, right there, exact same thing. Uh, we have all of the news, all of the videos, and uh, we have all of our events, whether it be Israel trips like the one coming up in May, or prophecy conferences, whatever it is, everything is there. And again, these things are free. And just to let you know, I want to thank you guys so much for those of you who have supported us, because without your donations, uh, we quite frankly can't do any of this. I really, really do appreciate all of you guys watching, uh, corresponding, and uh, also for anybody and all of you who have donated, it really means uh, an awful lot to us. So thank you guys so much and really appreciate your prayers. But uh, uh, let's uh, get going as we continue to uh, look at what's going on in the days that we live in. We saw the Andy Stanley video, uh, but think of this. In 2 Timothy, Paul wrote, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. This is what uh, has been happening for decades here in the United States. I'm not sure about Canada. I'm not sure about down in Mexico. I'm not sure about Australia or the Western world or uh, parts over in Europe. But I can say this for America, and I believe it's a fulfillment of that passage, just people raising up for themselves, teachers who will itch their ears, turn away from the truth, be turned aside to fables. What's happened here over the decades is uh, people, were, men and women, would come out of seminary and uh, they would send out some kind of demographic research, a survey into an area where they were thinking of planning a church. And then once they find out what the people want, they will build the church based upon what the people want. Uh, I believe that's a direct fulfillment of 2 Timothy chapter 4. People are raising up for themselves teachers who will itch their ears. The teachers are more than willing because, hey, uh, they can uh, make a living off it or they can do whatever. You can manipulate the people, give them what they want. They don't really care about the truth. Uh, but I'm not, listen, I'm not speaking of all churches, but many of them have turned to woke politics or focusing on helping people lose weight or promising wealth and health to those who give the most. Uh, to many, too many pastors have stopped serving the people and have turned to serving themselves. Those with less money are made to feel like second-class Christians while uh, churches turn a blind eye to the worldliness and scandals uh, the, the scandalous sin uh, of the wealthy and the famous. An example would be the United Methodist Church. Denominational leaders refuse to speak against the ordination of people who live openly homosexual lifestyles or against consecrating marriages between same-sex couples. 
And in the last few years, more than 1,300 churches have left the denomination, including, I believe, 400 in Texas alone uh, uh, back at the end of 2022. Uh, so sad to see the split, but this is not over the color of the carpet. This is about the very word of God. Methodists must ask themselves, if they are a denomination built on God's word as such, does the culture define right and wrong, or does God? And I think something else that we are observing that is taking place is God is separating the wheat from the tares. And, and he's doing it, and we're seeing it in the woke policies. We're seeing those who want the truth and those who don't want the truth. Now listen, godly Methodists are refusing to go along with these unbiblical practices, yet in the Episcopal Church, it almost seemed as if no one cares. It's a place where homosexuals are now routinely ordained and even give high positions uh, within the denomination. And adding to this, uh, Pope Francis often speaks against fundamentalism. But what does that mean? What is a fundamentalist? Well, a fundamentalist Muslim is a Muslim who wholly believes the Quran and the other teachings of Muhammad. A fundamentalist Christian wholly believes the Bible. Now listen, I don't claim to be a fundamentalist because within Christianity that includes some very specific groups, but the world would call me a fundamentalist because I believe the Bible. Uh, think of this, the Second Vatican Council's dogmatic constitution on divine revelation called the Bible without air. Uh, it was affirmed by Pope Paul VI in 1965. Joseph Ratzinger, later Pope Benedict, served as a principal author of the document uh, to say that the scripture is without error as a fundamentalist statement. Uh, the Bible is true. You can count on it. You can build on it. You can trust it completely. Now, with that, I believe Catholics of previous generations were dead wrong on many, many issues. But they were right when they said the Bible is without error. Even if they didn't believe it, they still said it. Uh, for many Catholics, those days have now gone. Uh, we could go through a list of Christian denominations. Uh, some have invited Wiccans to come and teach classes. Some have invited Muslims to preach from their pulpits. In many denominations, the majority of ministers admit that they do not believe in the virgin birth or that Christ died for our sins. Uh, many of those who continue to profess biblically correct things in their official documents, here's the deal, they refuse to preach the gospel in their churches. Uh, they stay away from any mention of the blood of Christ. Uh, they won't talk about sin. Uh, they, they, they don't want to offend. And often it seems they just want the accolades of men and, and are really motivational speakers parading themselves as a pastor uh, and, and trying to attract the world. Many churches now try to convince the world that Jesus is just like them. In fact, there was a, it, it appeared just in the last, uh, last few months I think it was for the Rose Parade or, or Santa Claus Lane Parade or whatever it was, something like that, where one of the people on The View said that Jesus would have been the grand host or whatever it is of the parade for uh, representing the gay and the transgender community. Uh, and churches go along with this, uh, this absurd wickedness. It's, a, it's appalling. Uh, listen, if, if uh, Jesus was just like the world, just like that, if that's so... Uh, then what do we have to offer? This is what we have to offer, a club where we can sit around and congratulate one another on our high levels of virtue. You know, virtue signaling, we see a lot of that in our culture. In Revelation chapter 3, Jesus speaks to the church of the Laodiceans, 
In verse 20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. We often use that as a picture of Jesus standing at the, the heart's door to those who have not yet accepted him. Uh, accepted him. And, and that's okay because he clearly speaks to individuals when he says to anyone, but in this passage, that's not really what he's talking about. Here's what he's really talking about. He's prim primarily speaking to a church. Uh, listen, when I see churches have that passage uh, over their door or something like that from Revelation chapter 3, it's almost like admitting they're a Laodicean, Laodicean church, one that's lukewarm, because Jesus is trying to get in. I don't know, just kind of, maybe it's just me. But the words of Jesus, listen, they're a promise and a plea to all churches who, like the Laodicean church, have become lukewarm and are in danger of being spewed from his mouth. It's a promise because he invites those churches who have pushed him away uh, to bring him back inside. But it's not just a promise. It's also a condemnation because Jesus said to them, since you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, I become wealthy, have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Listen, when Jesus is relegated to the outside of a church, that church has fallen away. It's fallen into apostasy. And remember that the church belongs to him. Therefore, real churches belong to him, and he is the word. And when the word is scorned, he is placed on the outside. When the branches are severed from the vine, the branches die. When the churches separate themselves from God's word, churches die. A big, beautiful, empty buildings may remain for a while, but that's all they are. They're just big, beautiful, empty buildings, and that's it. Fit for the purpose of men, not for God, because God is not invited there. Uh, listen, I encourage you, listen, it, it, maybe you're part of a church, and you're thinking, man, that's my church. They don't teach the Word of God. They won't even go that direction. Listen, find a church that teaches the Word of God. In fact, uh, that's one of the reasons why many people come to uh, sites like this, to be able to get the truth of God's Word taught to them because they're not finding it out there. People have to drive for two hours to get to a church, or they're shut in, or, or to get to a good church because the churches are woke. Listen, don't surrender what is right to just get involved in anything and be taught false doctrine. Don't give in to it. Don't go that way. Stand firm. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Stay focused on God's Word. Press forward and make sure that you are plugged in to teaching that is solid. It is biblical. It believes that the Word of God is true. It teaches the things of the Word of, the word of God. And listen, and press forward until Jesus comes. Uh, don't give up. Don't lose hope. Jesus is coming. Everything is happening exactly as the Bible said it would in the last days. And not only that, you want to know something else? Listen, even this great apostasy is something that is taught in the Bible as a sign of the last days, given into doctrines of demons and so forth. So don't lose heart. Don't lose hope. This is just another one of the many signs that Jesus is coming again. And I believe he'll be coming, hopefully at any moment. We need to be ready. Who knows? Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, but always be ready. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. 
On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.